Hi, JD. Hey, Frank. How you going, man? I'm good, thank you. It's early in my day, um, earlier than yours, I suspect, but otherwise, very well. I have coffee, so... Um... I, I have water. <laughs> okay, there we go. All there's 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 beer in the fridge. <laughs> Lovely. Rightio, let's kick things off. Okay, Frank, uh, so great to have you with us once more, my friend. Um, last time you were here was a very uh, whirlwind tour. Uh, <laughs> this time we get the real deal. Uh, yes. So other than the addition of the Sleeping Souls joining you, uh, what can fans expect from this format of show? Uh, well, it's a it's a punk rock participation event. Let's say that um, uh, you know uh, it was great being over earlier in the year with doing a duo show, opening for Count Crows, all the rest of it. I love Count Crows; they're one of my favorite bands. But um, this is the full package, as it were. Um, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of volume, uh, should we say? Um, I mean, it's worth saying that, like you know, I try and play a bit of everything from every record that I've done, cover all the bases, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I do that anyway, but I'm also aware that I don't. I haven't been to Australia in quite a while, and you know, I want to try and keep people happy. But I say participation event as well because you know, my aim. This is going to sound highfalutin, but my aim for a live show is to try and uh, try and kind of chip away at the barrier between the stage and the audience you know what i mean it's like it's my yeah. favorite part of the show is when everybody's involved in the making of the music and that's a pretentious way of saying i like a sing-along but um <laughs> I, I do want i do want everyone to be part of the gig uh, i mean if you need me to sing along i'm i'm there <laughs> fantastic thank you very much <laughs> i can't sing very well no i can I'm that's making. that's fine <laughs> volume is the we're looking for volume oh, brilliant. quantity over quality <laughs> <laughs> um so with the bigger show format and obviously uh, bigger venues than last time, um, I'm damn excited to see what merch options you bring out for us. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, two-part two question on this one. Uh, firstly, how do you decide what to bring from your merch catalogue? And also, will there be any special items available for Down Under Turner Army members to snatch up <laughs> <coughs> vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so uh, yeah, so the the, the issue uh, is that transporting stuff to Australia is uh, expensive and um, uh, not always easy. But we have a new merch setup going on. So in terms of cloth goods and stuff like that, we're all covered. Um, we're going to be, we'll have kind of the current tour stuff. We'll have a tour shirt, all that kind of thing, um, an Australian tour shirt, and then also some of the uh, some of the classics. I think might be the best way of putting it. So there's going to be a good spread on that. We're working on getting as much vinyl out there as we can. Um, oh, that is a slightly more challenging thing. I should say, incidentally, that um, I've got. Uh, I finished my previous record deal on my last album. I've got a new deal, a new label, and we're actually going to be pressing vinyl in Australia going forward. So um, oh, uh, very nice. My plan. My plan for the future is that um, everything going forward will be more readily available everywhere in the world. Um, so fingers crossed. Oh, brilliant. I love I love the sound of that. Um, now, you've been pretty busy with gigs, writing, recording. Um, how do you spend your downtime, like when, when there is some? Uh, well, I was just telling Tiana, I am uh, for the rest of today. I'm going to be uh, redecorating a cupboard in my house. Um, how punk is that? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I'm fortunate enough to live in a in a house with my missus and, and my cat. Um, and you know, uh, I like tinkering around the house, doing that kind of thing. I also I have a studio down my garden, and I do uh, a fair amount of production work for other people these days, which oh, is brilliant. I love. 
to do. So one of the things, there's a songwriter from the States called Micah Schnabel, who is, in my opinion, one of the greatest living songwriters. And uh, I'm mixing an album for him at the moment, which is tons of fun, because it means, among other things, that I get to hear it first. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, so working on that, working on an EP for a band called Armored Man, working on an album for Grace Petrie. So, you know, uh, it's it, it keeps me involved in music in a way that also means I get to sleep in my own bed, uh, which is uh, not a terrible uh, combination of the two. Yeah. Definitely. Um, speaking of your new album, um, mm. I think I speak for the entire fan base when I ask when, when, sir, when? <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, there are, you know, things like vinyl lead times take a minute. So um, uh, not it's it is now officially finished, as in the audio is finished and the artwork's pretty much finished, too. The actual record will be out. I'm going to say spring is what I'm going to say to you. Uh, but I will say this, which is that there will be kind of first kind of new music um, released into the world at the start of next year, like awesome. right at the start of next year. Oh, brilliant. Um, now, your music always speaks to the heart and soul of your fans. Um, is it something you've set out to achieve with this new album or <clears throat> does that just happen organically? Um, I, it happens organically and or at least I hope it happens organically. Like I think that, um, you know, when I first started writing, whether it was Men and Dead or for my own stuff, like um, I wrote for my own best judgment, I guess is the best way of putting it. And, um, you know, it's, it's self-expression, it's catharsis, it's all these things. But I think it was... I don't want to say it was aimed at myself because that sounds overly self-involved, but like the idea is that, you know, I wasn't thinking too hard about like any like theoretical fans or other people or anything like that. And and some of those songs, many of those songs have connected with people over the years and that's fantastic. And I'm incredibly grateful and also quietly quite surprised or at least, you know, blown away might be a better way of yeah. putting it um, by that fact. But I mean, that, I think that kind of um, keeping songwriting sort of protected in that way is something that's really important to me. Even now, how many years later, when I sit down to write, I'm not thinking... I want to write a song that's going to do this to this person or, you know, yeah. what will people think of this? I think if I started thinking like that, I would probably break the machine, I guess yeah. might be <laughs> a way of saying it. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I write to write the best songs that I possibly can. And then I just kind of like close my eyes and keep my fingers crossed and hope that anybody agrees. Um, and <laughs> generally, generally speaking, some people do some of the time and that's, that's all you can really hope for as a somewhere. Yeah. So how was, um, how was Miranda's, uh, reaction to Miranda? <laughs> so, I mean, I had to run the song past her and indeed past my mum and my sisters and stuff like that before putting it out in the world. It's a pretty heavy subject. Um, yeah. and I'm not completely sociopathic, so I wasn't going to just like go bleh and then let them hear it on the radio or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, Miranda was stoked. I mean, she enjoys the limelight would be a gentle way of putting it. So, um, and also, I mean, ultimately, like, we didn't talk to each other for a decade at one point. Um, wow. You know, we we had a bad, bad relationship for a long time. And everything that's happened in the last sort of six years or so has been a process of repair and a process of rebuilding. Um, and I think that she's stoked that we're talking to each other, basically. Awesome. Um, you know, and 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 so am I, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's. I mean, it's difficult to exaggerate how much of a turnaround for the books that is. When I first met my now wife, I told her that um, you know, I probably wouldn't go to a funeral if if my dad died, and um, that is obviously no longer true. And that's quite a turnaround for the books. Yeah, no, brilliant. <clears throat> um, now, when you were last here for the lovely uh, Blues Fest, um, which was 
uh, how did you put it? A shorts show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that was it. That was in like Easter, and we won't get on mm. the subject of beer on Good Fridays in Queensland. Uh, but <laughs> oh my god, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, being that that was uh, in April, and this tour is in November, which is possibly hotter. Are we going to be seeing the emergence of a set of pasty white pins once more? <laughs> uh, probably not during the actual show, because when we do a band show, we have our kind of, um, I don't know quite what the word is, uh, our uniform. outfits. U- uniform, there we go. <laughs> um, which incidentally is a thing, like when we started out, when I started out, the idea of having specific clothes to wear on stage would have been something I would have been very much against. But uh, it's about hygiene as much as anything else. Like yeah. you really can't wear the same clothes on stage and off. It's ridiculous. And if you are going to change for a show, then you, you have an opportunity to... <clears throat> do something interesting with it um uh but i mean around the shows then yes quite possibly you there may well be um some leg some leg on show let's say that yeah make sure the sunglasses are out people they're pasty. yeah i mean i always forget about this is it's going to be warm in november isn't it yes very okay good good <laughs> um so we did get to have a brief chat about uh tattoos at blues fest and i've recently seen that you got a couple of new ones uh yes can you elaborate on your thought process on what tattoos you get? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it slightly depends because um, larger pieces and sort of um, pieces in more prominent places, I tend to spend quite a lot of time thinking about. I have uh, a bunch of kind of ideas for representations that I wish to engrave and that kind of thing. Uh, funnily enough, I'm getting my chest tattoo tomorrow um, and... Uh, which is going to suck. Um, it does. And, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm getting it done by an old friend of mine who's done quite a lot of my bigger pieces. He's drawn a picture for it, which I love. Um, and it's a reference to a certain piece of English folklore that is important to me um, and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, some stuff is very thought out like that. And then sometimes it's kind of like uh, I'm I'm drunk or bored or, and then <laughs> kind of stuff happens. I mean, the, I got my shoulder, the front of my shoulders done recently and um that was a beautiful thing. I've long been wanting to have some sort of angel and devil motif on my shoulders, but I didn't want it to be cheesy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, and my, uh, I happened, I was in Colorado and I ran into my friend Sean Bonnet, who is the singer uh, in a band called AJJ, who are one of my very favorite bands of all time. Uh, and he's also a great artist. He used to stay at my place in London all the time when they were on tour. And um, he spent a week at my house one time after a tour, just hanging out. And as a thank you for me putting him up, he drew me a picture, um, uh, which was a picture of a, of a dog with two human heads, uh, <laughs> which was kind of like, what the fuck? Um, but anyway, he uh, I, I suddenly occurred to me, we, we had sort of two or three days hanging out together in Colorado. And I was like, could you draw me an angel and the devil? And he did. And there was a tattoo artist and hey, presto. Yeah, um, I'm still in the process of getting my uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide one finalized Ooh, so I can get nice. that put down. So, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. I have my Don't Panic over here. Which yeah, I, I, I told you about it at Blues Fest, the Don't Panic Yes, 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 I remember now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, now. Don't also, panic, incidentally, we're not dead yet. Lovely, beautiful. Yes. By the way, behind me, right there, that's Douglas Coopland. Yeah, I've there he is. Book is buried in all my nerdy stuff somewhere. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah. Um. So, with the upcoming release of the new album, uh, have you felt tempted or uh to test the new tra- tracks out in a live setting to see how they're received? <clears throat> 
Yeah, we've we, we've got there's one song in particular which is going to be the first quote unquote single, uh, which is called Do One, which we've played live probably five or six times now. Um, and it's gone over well, I'm pleased to say. Uh, really? And there's one or two others which um, I've kind of tried out. I mean, it's funny, like, I've, there are certain records, like Positive Songs in particular, I was absolutely, I was on this real trip of, like, wanting to have played all the songs live quite a lot before we recorded them because yeah. I wanted them to feel kind of played in, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, th- that's not always the case. And I think that the idea of road testing songs is interesting, but at the same time, you know, you can't just judge material on how people react to it when they hear it cold. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's not quite... If you only wrote songs that made everyone go nuts the very first time they heard it, you would only write a certain type of song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You would, um, you'd sound like early period Dropkick Murphys. And I mean that as a compliment <laughs> to the Dropkick Murphys, but do you know what I mean? If you, ju- you just write raucous kind of barnstormers forever. Um, and I do think that there's space for songs that take a little longer to land with an audience. Um, yeah. You know, so... Um, but uh, yeah, we may we may drag one or two of them out for the tour in November. We shall see. Um, I mean, we have to, we, we'll have to rehearse them, but we have some rehearsals booked. <laughs> awesome. Um, now, if you could sum up the new album in one sentence, how would it go? Uh, it's a record about um, remaining defiant and pissed off as you get older. I can relate already. Yeah, I haven't well... even heard a song yet. And I can relate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, there's a, I have this general sense of being kind of, like, pleasantly surprised that I'm releasing a 10th album. I mean, that's a sort of fundamentally ridiculous number of albums to release anyway. Um, and, you know, I'm very grateful and, as I say, slightly kind of blown away that I get to do this. Um, but also the third emotion is a sense of pride and and defiance and just saying yeah fuck you all i get to do this still you know um like you know nobody thought i was going to be able to pull this off even to do one album when i was a kid um and this is number 10 uh so screw you everyone (laughs) i mean yeah yeah, you're all watching the people that were naysayers yeah right yeah exactly 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 you know my my piano teacher when i was a kid who told me i wasn't cut out to make music it's all about her (laughs) (laughs) um okay so we you talked about ajj obviously um Hmm. now uh anyone who's following you on social media uh sees that you do uh post uh independent bands independent artists and whatnot Hmm. who should we be keeping an eye out for oh well um i mean i think uh, I'll fold this into the production work I'm doing at the moment because, I mean, obviously, you know, <clears throat> being a producer is a job, but at the same time, I don't have that much time to do it. And what that means is that I get to pick and choose who I work with, which is all a very long-winded way of saying that I work with people that I love. Um, so I mentioned Michael Schnabel earlier. Everyone should check out Michael Schnabel. I think he's a stone-cold genius. Um, I'm about to start working on a record for a songwriter called Grace Petrie, um, yeah. who I know spends a fair amount of time in Australia, actually. And I think she is phenomenal. Um, and I can't wait to get stuck into that. And then the third one, and I posted this on some of my socials the other day, there's a band from Essex where I now live uh, called Armoured Man, who are a folk two-piece, um, and they just devastatingly good. Like, um, oh, wow. the first time I saw them live, I was just utterly floored by how brilliant they were. Um, and we're working on some new material of theirs as well, which is also brilliant. But you, they have a song called Bergholt that everybody should uh, have a listen to immediately. Oh. I'll I'll definitely check that out. Um, speaking of folk music, uh, uh, bad, yeah, 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 bad shepherds. 
Yes, I'm familiar with the name for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Adrian Edmonston's uh, folk rock band that That's plays who it is. old yeah, school yeah, yeah. punk songs in folk styling. Mm. Unfortunately, they've broken up, but they did come out here just the once. <laughs> so I got to see them. But yeah, well. um, uh, so there's Million Dead, there's Mingle Hurt. Is there any, uh, do you have any inclination to return to the hardcore roots at all? Uh, I mean, Mingle Hard kind of scratches that itch for me, really. I mean, is Mingle Hard a hardcore band per se? I mean, I don't know, really. It's it's worth saying that, you know, obviously with songs like Non Seriam and My Bad and indeed some of the stuff on the next record, that itch is getting scratched a bit more in my quote-unquote day job <laughs> at the moment. Um, you know, so, I mean, there there is a part of me... Um, uh, when, when Every Time I Die broke up, who... Uh, one of my favorite bands and and friends and it was very sad that they broke up and they've uh, i don't know if you know about this but the rest of the guys have hooked up with greg pucciato from dillinger escape plan to form a band called better lovers who are very yes. very very good Ooh. um yes uh it was never remotely on the cards but there was a small part of me that was like oh i'd love to sing in that band um <laughs> uh you know i don't have the time among other things and like i uh, greg is infinitely better suited for the job and blah blah blah, blah. but like um yeah, there is a little part of me that wants to just kind of be the singer in a hardcore band. Um, <laughs> just, just reach out to Greg and go, ah, guest spot, guest spot. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I do. Uh, that that is definitely. It's always going to remain a foundational thing for me. That kind of music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and um, it's always kind of in the back of my mind. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Frank. I really appreciate it. Um, we look forward to seeing you in November hearing all the new tracks in spring next year spring. Um, <laughs> yep, spring no firm date just spring um just spring. now you can hold me to this beers are my shout in brisbane fucking a sounds so, awesome man i'll, 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 I'll look forward and there's and the zoo's awesome i'm looking forward to that as well oh no sorry the trifford we're doing trifford aren't we trifford yes Yes, we're doing Trifford. Trifford. I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, I, I, I don't tell any of the other people that I'm doing interviews with, but Brisbane's easily my favourite city in Australia. <laughs> Do we edit that out? <laughs> no, you keep that in. But even with the Good Friday thing, I just yeah. love Brisbane. It's such uh, a cool city. Come down the Gold Coast. I'll take you to the beach and you can get those pasty white pins out. and yeah. I'd get them eaten by a shark. Oh, this is my stomping ground. The sharks don't come near us. Okay, all right, fine. If I get something with you, I'll be all right. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Not too easy, Frank. Thank you so much, mate. Really I... appreciate it. All the best, man. Cheers. Thank you. You too.